The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. To conform means to become the form. To align with the form. But the Bible says don't be conformed. Don't be aligned to the form that is in this world. But be it transformed. And the only way that transformation can happen is by the renewing of your mind. It's by the renewing of your mind. So the moment you renew your mind, guess what happens next? It says then you will be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that means until your mind is renewed, you can't handle that which is good and the perfect will of God. Well, last week uh, we started a very important uh, teaching and um, like we said, is a series of teachings that we are not going to rush through. We are going to take our time to really dig into it because I believe that the time has come for God's children to walk in the fullness of the blessing. Amen. And for that to happen, it is important for us to first and foremost understand what God has done for us, what is in store for us, and how to access it. So tonight we're really, really going to go a little bit deeper from where we were last week. And I want you to run with me because uh, what I'm teaching is so, it's, it's a lot and it's, it's, it's so much. Uh, what I want to say is that I want to encourage you to keep going back to the podcast. Amen. Listen to the podcast over and over again and that will bring the full revelation and meaning of these teachings to you. Are you following me? Because remember, faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. Amen. All right. If you are ready, turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Proverbs chapter 10, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. The book of Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22. Your life will not be the same again tonight. The word will come alive so strong, your life will be transformed. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22, I read. It says, the blessing of the Lord it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. I read it again. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he addeth no sorrow with it. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I'm continuing with my teaching that I started last week titled Benefits of the Blessing. Benefits of the Blessing and this is part two. 
benefits of the blessing, and this is part two. Last week, we did lay the foundation on the importance of what the blessing is. We did emphasize that if we are going to have access to the blessing, then we have to walk in love. We have to walk in what? In love. Because without love, we can't receive anything from God. Why? Because God is love. God is love. And we did also emphasize that even love only works by faith. Love only works by what? By faith. Galatians chapter 5, verse 6, I think it is. It says, love worketh, faith worketh by what? By love. Faith worketh by love. So that means if you don't have love, your faith will not work. Are you following me? If you don't have love, your faith will not work. And if your faith does not work, that means you have no access to grace. So love is a foundation. Because if we don't understand what love is, then we will abuse the blessing when it comes to us. Are you following me? So the foundational text we read in Proverbs chapter 10 verse 22, it says the blessing of the Lord the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. Notice what makes rich is the blessing. What makes rich is what? Is the blessing and not any other blessing but the blessing of the Lord. It is the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich. That therefore goes to imply that it's not our jobs that makes us rich. It's not our businesses that makes us rich. It's not where we are in terms of geographical location that makes us rich. But the blessing is what makes us rich. Because your job is not your source. How many of you know that? God is our source. God is our source. The word is our supply. He uses people and systems to bring what is in the source to us. Are you following what I'm saying? So our jobs are not our source. God is our source. So it says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. So that means there are certain blessings that makes rich that comes with sorrow. Michael Jackson was very rich, but his riches came with a lot of sorrow. So there are some riches that will bring you a lot of 
sorrow. But there is one that does not give you sorrow and that is the blessing of the Lord. That's the blessing of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord comes with peace. When you are in it, you have peace, absolute peace. There might be storm around you, but you are in peace. Absolute perfect peace. Remember Mark chapter 4, when Jesus asked them, we're going to the other side, and there was a great storm. And Jesus, the Bible says, was sleeping in the boat or in the ship. Whilst there was a storm, he was sleeping. So that means there are some people who have the peace of God who can sleep in times of storm. <laughs> the rest in the sheep, they were crying, the disciples. They said, Master, carest not that we perish. And yet they were all in the same boat. That means you can be in the same company, in the same house, in the same nation, and there'll be storm. Some people will experience the storm and some will not. Why? Because we have access to the Prince of Peace. And his name is Jesus. And so the blessing is not just material things. Yes, it comes with material things, but it's not just material things. The blessing is peace of mind. Some people have money, and yet they are in so much pain. They are jumping from one specialist to another, from one special hospital to another, and they cannot find a cure to their pain and sickness they are going through, yet they have the money. Are you following what I'm saying? So the blessing is not, don't limit the blessing. Let me say this, most of the time, like I said last week, when we start talking about the blessing, we're only limited to material things. A house, a nice car, you know, a nice, beautiful wife like my wife, praise God. You know. Because the wife is also a thing from the Lord. Remember that. The wife is part of the good thing that comes from the Lord. Praise God. Now, so, now, now that's not just all of it. There is a dimension in the blessing that leads you to a life of no worry. A life of what? No worry. You have no worries at all. Does it mean there are things not going on around you? There are things going on around you, but the Prince of Peace has got your back. He's got your back. And so you have no worries. I have never worried. I've never and will never suffer depression. It's not a statement of arrogance. It's a statement based on who I know. I know him. 
Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Yes. He is the source of my joy. Are you getting what I'm saying? He is the source of my joy. I don't need to have money in my pocket before I get excited. You know, there are some people, they only get excited at the end of the month when they are paid. <laughs> when they get paid, they're excited. You see them in the office singing nice hymns, you know, because they've seen their pay slip and, you know, some nice bonuses have come through for them and they are, and they are excited. No, you can't be excited or happy based on happenings. The moment you do that, you become unpredictable. So that means if the weather is nice, you are nice. If the weather is not nice, you're not nice. You can't be. Whether it's snowing, it's raining, the sun is shining, it must always be a good day for you. That's why when you call the church office, when they answer, they'll say Solution Chapel International. It's a great day. It might be snowing, but it's still a great day in this office. It might be raining, but it's still a great day in this church. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't allow your environment to control your life. Don't allow someone to sit on your joy. You know, you go to the shop and the lady at the till was not nice to you. And then you leave the till and say, I was so mad. I was so mad at the lady. No, 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 you were not mad at her. You took madness from home to the shop. Are you following what I'm saying? No, you can't allow someone to control your emotion. You know, there are some single men and single women that say, oh, when I get married, I'll be happy. I say, when I get married, I'll be happy. That means you are leaving your happiness into the hands of the other person to control your happiness. So that means until you get married, you're not going to be happy. Are you following what I'm saying? We have to take our trust and our faith from men into God. Listen, Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4 says, He becometh poor that dealeth with slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich the hand of the diligent. That means, now, <laughs> when the blessing is upon you, it doesn't mean that's it. You have to do something. Are you getting me? Now, if the blessing is upon you and your hands is lazy, you will be poor. You will be poor. That's why it says, he becometh poor that dealeth with a slack hand, a lazy hand. But the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Amen. Amen. So there are a lot of benefits in the blessing. Let's go back to Psalm 103 verse 1 and 2. And then we're going to go a bit deeper. 
Psalm 103, verse 1 and 2. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Now notice, the psalmist didn't say, bless the Lord, O my soul, only when things are great. Only when things are good. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Do you know that sometimes you don't feel good, but you still have to bless the Lord? Sometimes you don't really feel like it. Do you know that sometimes you wake up and you're feeling down. You're feeling lazy. You just don't want to, you don't want to open the door. You don't want to do anything. You know, it's, it's one of those days you just want to stay in and don't want to be bothered. But in that state of mind, you must still learn how to bless the Lord not only with, with your mouth, but with your soul. And everything that is within you must bless the name of the Lord. Verse 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Oh, so there are a lot of benefits in Christ Jesus. There are a lot of benefits in God. Never allow anybody to play down on your service to God. There are a lot of benefits in serving the Lord. We had a testimony of a dear sister whose son uh, was divinely protected twice. I don't know whether he's born again or not. Maybe he's not, I don't know. But if he's not, yes, he's not. Now, the reason why he's receiving that protection, that side, is because of his mom's service to God. So one of the benefits of serving the Lord is protection that goes to your entire household. Are you you following what I'm saying? So never allow anybody to play down on your service to God. Serving God does not mean we don't use our brains. It has actually been proven scientifically, they haven't yet come out with the full fact that when you are praying in the spirit, your mind is more active and alert than when you are not. Your brain. That means the brain even understands the importance of connecting spiritually. Sometimes you might not know the the full benefits of you just sitting in the house of God and, and, and hearing the word. Sometimes the benefits might not accrue to you immediately. You might not see the benefits immediately, but sometimes the benefits doesn't only Uh, pertains to you, it goes to your entire generation. Most of the time, minimum to the fourth generation. So there are lots of benefits in serving the Lord. But many Christians don't know what the benefits are. Now the only way you can know what the benefits of the Lord is, is when you know who he is. And last week we did emphasize that you have to be first what? Be born again. And then you're qualified for the benefits 
in the kingdom. Listen, like I said again last week, it is your responsibility to remember the benefits of the blessing. You know, <laughs> there was this time I went to, not long ago, I went to, you know, just grab Witterbix in one of the shops. And when I went, you know, they have a session where they put all the Witterbix, the cereal stuff. So I grab it and I went straight to the till to pay for it. And then the gentleman at the till said, Oh, there is another bigger pack that is almost the same value. It's just 1p extra, but I think you get 48 pieces and this one is 24. So with just 1p, I get extra 24 biscuits of the Weetabix. So he said, where is it? He says, there's there. I said, okay. I went and grabbed that one and I put it on. He said, this one is better. I said, yes, I agree. Now, guess what? In the same store, there were benefits, but I didn't know it. So, if someone doesn't tell me the benefits that are in the store, guess what? I would have spent money for the same thing, which is more expensive without knowing it. But do you know that there are some instances where... The benefits are available, but no one will tell you that they are available. And it is your responsibility now to go and search out in the scriptures what the benefits are to you. Now, do you know the devil's number one strategy is to prevent you from knowing what God has in store for you. That's why we call him the God of this world. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 4. It says the God of this world has blinded the eyes of the people in the world so that they cannot see. He is the God of this world. He doesn't want you to see what is in the word for you. That's why, guess what? The only time you sleep is when you pick up the Bible. Pick up a big book. A big book from Macbeth. How many of you have read Macbeth before? <laughs> Just checking. Or a big book from Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Oh, no, no. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Sorry. Shakespeare or Shakespeare. You, know, you pick that book. You read it. You don't sleep. But once you pick the Bible up, you what? You sleep. Guess what? The devil doesn't want you to know what is in it for you. It says, whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light, the light of the glorious gospel, the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. What's the quickest way for children to learn? Through images. The devil knows that once you see the image of who you really are in Christ Jesus, you'll no longer be a slave to him. So he'll do everything possible to prevent you from having access to the word. 
That's why we also have to be smart. The moment you take up the Bible and you start sleeping, go to the kitchen, fix yourself some strong coffee. (laughs) Because there's something you need to get through the word. There's something you need to get through the word. And once you get it, you become who God wants you to become. So there are many benefits in the blessing. There are many benefits in the blessing. And one of them is protection. He protects you from accidents. He protects you from the attacks of the enemy. One of the other benefits is provision. He provides for you. He takes care of your need. He makes sure that you are taken care of 24-7, 366 days in a year, in a leap year, till you are 120 years old. Say a good amen to that. Another benefit And the blessing is joy unspeakable. There's so much joy. Even you don't know the source of that joy. Many begin to ask you, what is the secret? I don't know. It's because of maybe what the Lord has done for me and he continues to do for me. You have a strong source of joy welling up within you, bubbling up within you. Hallelujah. So quickly as we get a little bit deeper this evening, listen to me, write this down. The blessing can only be transmitted through a renewed mind. The blessing can only be transmitted through a renewed mind. Now when I use the word transmission, I want you to understand that there are Thousands upon thousands of radioactive waves going on at the moment in this church building. How many of you know that? But you can't see them, can you? You can't see them with your natural eyes. The only tool you can use to access these radioactive waves is probably, let's say, um, a radio set. And then you can tune in to a frequency. And then within that frequency, at the end of the other end, somebody is saying something or playing something. Now, the fact that you can't hear it now doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It does exist, but you need to use the right tool to access it. Are you following me? The same applies to the blessing. There are benefits in the blessing, but the only way you can have access to the blessing is to have a renewed mind. Because if your mind is not renewed, you can't handle the blessing. Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. The word transformed means to metamorphose. To be transformed means to be metamorphosed. To be changed. To be trans. 
form, go beyond the form. The word trans means to go beyond. Trans, form, form is a limitation. Are you following me? The word form is a limitation. Now, the word trans is to go beyond the form. To go beyond the limitation. So it says, be ye not conformed to this world. Now the word conform there means to become the shape of the form. To conform means to become the form. To align with the form. But the Bible says, don't be conformed. Don't be aligned to the form that is in this world. But be it transformed. And the only way that transformation can happen is by the renewing of your mind. It's by the renewing of your mind. So the moment you renew your mind, guess what happens next? It says then you will be able to prove that which is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that means until your mind is renewed, you can't handle that which is good and the perfect will of God. Are you following what I'm saying? So, until your mind is renewed, you can't have access to the benefits. There are so many benefits in the blessing. But the benefits can only be transmitted through a renewed mind. Because remember Jesus said you can't put new wine in old wine skins. What will happen? The old wine skin will burst because it doesn't have the capacity to handle the new. Have you noticed that when you take a glass of water and you put it in the freezer, leave it there for a day or two, when you take it out, what happens? What, what happens? What happens? It will burst. Why? Because this old cannot contain the new environment. That freezing environment is a new environment. You see, the only way God can give you the new is when your mind is renewed. That's why you don't have to fight the people, people who are working in the blessing. You see, when your mind is not renewed, you always fight people who are working in the blessing. If you see someone walking in the blessing, you always be criticizing them. Oh, they are doing drugs. Oh, they are doing this. Oh, oh, they, well, I mean, are we all not in this, this economy? How come, how come he is doing well and I'm not doing well? How come? Are we not all working in the same office? No. In a class, are there not 15 students? Is there not one teacher? How come all 15 don't come first? It's only one that comes first. What happened to the, to the one that came last? Was he or she not in the same class? Of course. So if you want to walk in the blessing, don't criticize those who are walking in the blessing. 
Say amen to that. Amen. Don't have a criticizing spirit. Have you not noticed that in a football match, there are only 22 players and there are more spectators. And spectators think they know better than those who are playing the ball, those who are in the field, or especially not just the spectators, the commentators. I said, he should have passed the ball to the left. He is not playing. He's telling the one playing, commentating on the TV, on the radio. Say, he should have passed the ball to the left. But he doesn't know what that player saw. He saw a lot of obstacles. That's why he didn't pass the ball to the left. I said, oh, this is easy. He should have scored the goal. And yet he hasn't scored one goal before. In his entire life, he has not scored one goal before. Armchair critics, they criticize everything and everyone. It's like the sheep telling the shepherd how to lead. The most annoying people in every car is backseat drivers. When you're driving, and you take a curve, a they, they, they are sitting there and they will say, Ice! And they try to, they try to break when you are driving, they are breaking. <laughs> yet you are the one driving, and yet they are trying to break for you. Sometimes such people, you don't need to say anything. Just turn and give them the look. <laughs> yeah, I remember sometimes you know, we were driving and my wife is sleeping. Everybody is sleeping in the car. They're all sleeping. And we're coming from far, driving. And then my wife would just from her sleep wake up and say, hey, babe, babe, break, break. I'm like, what's going on here? You just woke up. You've been sleeping all this while. <laughs> uh, that's when you ask God to give you the spirit of patience. <laughs> because if you're not careful, you feel like just parking the car. Do you want to drive? <laughs> Mercy, mercy. I mean, obviously, my wife got her driver's license before I did. She's been driving for years before I did. But I, I asked her one day, I mean, in all humility, since I've been driving, have I ever had one accident? No, never. So at least give me, give me some benefits of the doubt. <laughs> at least, I mean, that's the least you can do. Praise God. Now you want to hear my story. What about yours? <laughs> All right, quickly. Once again, let's ask ourselves this question. What is the blessing? What is the blessing? 
write this down. The blessing is the is an enabling grace from God to prosper us in everything we do. I say it again. The blessing is an enabling grace from God that helps to prosper us in everything we do. So that means the blessing is an invincible power that comes upon you that helps you to achieve more or to do more. Like I've always said, the blessing is simply defined as an empowerment to prosper. So now that we know what the blessing is, the question we now want to ask is, what is the blessing? No, we have answered that question. What is the blessing? Now the question we want to ask, ask, answer is, how do I receive the blessing? How many of you would like to receive this blessing? Amen. Yes, would you like to receive? Amen. Yeah. So how do I receive the blessing? Genesis 27 from verse 1 to 4. We are going to look at case studies of someone who received the blessing and how the blessing made a difference in their life. And you know his name? His name is Jacob. Genesis chapter 24 verse 1 to 27, sorry. Genesis chapter 27 verse 1 to 4. I read. It says, and it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see that's a powerful message in itself I could dwell there for just a year that you have to be careful of the power of vision the most dangerous people on earth is people who have the blessing and they don't have vision Helen Keller said, it is pathetic to have eyes and yet you cannot see. The reason why God gave us our eyes is to be able to see beyond. So notice, Isaac had a blessing and yet his eyes had gone dim. It says, so he could not see. So what happened next is, it says, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, my son. And he said unto him, behold, here I am. And he said, behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now therefore take, I pray thee, thy weapons, thy quiver, and thy bow. Go to the field and take me some venison. In other words, go and prepare some meal for me, for I'm about to die. Now, I want you to follow me carefully here, because Isaac is carrying the blessing. Isaac is about to die. Isaac is about to pass on, and he doesn't want to go with the blessing. But for him to release the blessing, he calls his first son, Esau, and says to him, go and prepare me something to eat. 
first before I give you the blessing. Verse 4, it says, and make me a savory meat, such as I love. I want you to underline that word, such as I love. Not as you, Isaac, love, such that I, sorry, not you, what Esau loves, but what me, Isaac, loves. The one with the blessing is the one who detects the terms and the conditions for honor when it comes to releasing the blessing. Are you following me? It says, such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless thee before I die. Very important. Very key. Now I want you to notice something. Obviously, you know that before Isaac said to Esau to bring me something to eat, you know what has transpired already. You remember when Esau was hungry, Jacob gave him a meal and Esau sold his birthright. In the preceding chapter, Esau sold his birthright. Now, when he sold his birthright, he forgot that he had sold his birthright. So now the time has come for the blessing to be transmitted. And the only way the blessing can be transmitted is for you to first honor the blessed one. You cannot receive anything from anyone that you don't honor. That's why when Jesus went to his own hometown, there he could not do any miracles. Why? Because they did not honor him. Because of their unbelief. Mark chapter 6, from verse 1 to 6, they, he could not do any miracle there. Because they were familiar with him. If you are going to receive the blessing, it will only come from someone that you honor. And he must dictate the terms of the honor. Very important. That's why God said, why do you bring me goat with broken legs, sheep with broken legs and no eyes? If you offer it to your governor, will they accept it? How many of you would love to go to the to the Buckingham Palace one day to have a tea with the queen. Yeah, I can see the young ones are very ambitious. The older ones are not. I like that. You'll go one of these days. Now, when you, are, you receive a letter from the queen to come for tea, how do you go? Do you go nicely dressed Will you just pick up any dress on iron and wear it and go or any suit on iron and, and not go and go there? Will you do that? No. no. What will you do? You know, as a matter of fact, you will not wear any of your clothes you have. The moment you receive that letter, the first thing you'll do is you, you go shopping. Isn't that right? You go looking for a nice dress. You wear a new, a new hat. The ladies will wear a new hat. Is it a hat? What do you call it? Fascinator. Ah, it sounds like a terminator. Say, 
Why do they call it fascinator? Well, to fascinate the men. Wow. So you go buy a fascinator worth a thousand pounds. But under normal circumstances, you will never do that. Now you go buy a dress. Now which dress will you buy now? Fascinator dress. <laughs> there's nothing like there's nothing like a fascinator dress. <laughs> now you, you go buy a, a dress from one of the most, let's say Alexander McQueen. Yeah. You haven't heard of it, Alexander. <laughs> Lord. Don't worry, don't worry. You know, we all have our times and season. You buy the most expensive dress, maybe tailor-made, just for you. And then now let's talk about shoe now. Now we've taken Jimmy Two shoes. Okay. So you go get your Jimmy Two shoe. And now the final one is probably if you're a lady, you need a, a, a bag. What Louis Vuitton? Wow. People in this church have very expensive taste. Eh? Wow, and a nice perfume, and you're ready to go. The reason why you made an effort to buy all those expensive things is because of the queen, not because of you, is because of your level of honor for her office. Are you following what I'm saying? And every time you honor a higher authority, the blessing on that authority comes to you. So when Isaac was about to die, Isaac was specific. Isaac said to Esau, make me my favorite meat, such as I love. And not only that, he said, bring it to me. That means don't send somebody to bring it. You bring it to me. And not only that, that I may eat. And then after I have eaten, that my soul may bless you before I die. Question, is Esau not Isaac's son? Why would Isaac expect his son to give him food to eat before he passes on the blessing? Couldn't he have just pronounced a blessing upon his son and just died? The reason being the blessing has to be honored before it comes on you. And please hear this. This is very important. Please hear this. Honor is the most powerful protocol that surrounds the presence of God. Honor. If you miss any protocol in the presence of God, God will forgive you. 
But if you miss the protocol of honor, he won't forgive you. Because God is so particular that he expects anyone who comes into his presence to come with what? Honor. Because of dishonor, God cut off an entire generation from becoming priests. Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 30. Because of dishonor. It said, because you dishonored me, I will lightly esteem you. But those that honor me, I will honor. It's called honor for honor. That's why you can't go into the presence I think verse 32, Second Samuel chapter 2, verse 32, it should be, I think. First uh, Samuel, I think. Anyway, don't worry, that's not where we are tonight. But the, what I'm trying to let you to understand is that honor is key if you're going to walk in the blessing. You have to learn to honor. You have to learn to honor. You have to learn to honor. The problem with Israel is he didn't understand honor because he sold his birthright. He despised his birthright. He sold it to his brother and that's why when the moment of transference came, he missed it. Now let me show you how the blessing is released. Genesis 27, verse 26 to 30. Genesis 27, verse 26 to 30. I read the Bible says that, and his father Isaac said unto him, come near now and kiss me, my son. Now, remember what has happened in between when Isaac said to Esau, bring me food to eat before, so that I can bless you before I die. You know the story, Rebecca heard it. Rebecca told Jacob, quickly prepare something, bring something, I'll prepare it for your father, your father's favorite meal, and I'll let you take it to him so he can bless you before he dies. And listen to what Jacob said. Jacob said, what if he curses me? He says, he will know who I am. The mother said, no, don't worry. I'll give you one of your brother's clothes that will look hairy because his brother Esau was hairy and Jacob was not hairy. So now when, when Jacob finally brought the meal to his father for him to bless him before he dies, the father said to him, this is the voice of Jacob, but the hand is the hand of Esau. Jacob is smart. You see, it's only smart people who have access to the blessing because they know that their life is dependent on this blessing. So they'll pay the price to receive the blessing. The voice represents the spirit and the presence of God. The hand represents the ideas and concepts of the world. Remember, Jacob and Esau were two systems that God was using to teach his children. Two systems. 
the system of the world and the system in the church. God is saying that if we are really going to walk in the fullness of the blessing, there is something in the world that we need to learn. There is something in the world that we need to take from them that is their hand. We have the spirit, we don't have their hand. So let's go for what they have, let's combine it and become all that God wants us to become. And that's wisdom. Even God needed the earth to make man. The almighty God, he needed the earth, the physical, to be able to make man. Why don't we humble ourselves and learn? We are living in times where you can't be arrogant. If somebody knows something, go ask him, please teach me. Please teach me, how did you make it? It's simple. Humility won't, I mean, when you, when, come on now. There are some men, they are very, very arrogant. And women, let me say this, you might not like this, men, but it's the truth. Women are better drivers. Is that true? You say no, but I mean, I'm a man and I know. Women are better drivers than men. And men, if you don't know how to drive and your wife knows how to drive, humble yourself, ask your wife, please teach me how to drive. (laughs) Please, please, baby, please, baby, baby, please teach me how to drive. But I'm a better driver than my wife in the first place. So, I mean, in our case, it's different. I'm just joking. My wife taught me how to do reverse parking. You know reverse parking? When I went for my test, I failed because I don't think I failed because I didn't know how to park. <laughs> I think I honestly I failed because the 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 examiner didn't like my instructor. That's why he, she, she failed me. Because they've had something going on between the two of them. So the moment I was going for my, my exams and he was in there and the lady came, the lady decided I'm going to fail this guy. <laughs> so the second time when I was going, I said, don't, don't come with me, I'm going alone. <laughs> and when I went, I passed. So what I'm saying is, man, if your wife is a better driver, just humble yourself. Say, baby, please teach me. Because she knows it, you don't know it. Are you following what I'm saying? When you don't know something, go and learn. I learned a lot from other ministries that have gone ahead of us. I learned a lot. I send people from this church to go to other bigger ministries to go and learn what they have. They have the hand of Esau, we have the voice of Jacob. But if we combine both, we'll become all that God has called us to become. Say a good amen to that. That's how it should be. Do you know, 
when I don't know why I'm dwelling on driving today, but I think it's a good place to really bring out this illustration. When a man is driving and they are going somewhere they are lost, they will not ask. They will not ask people by the roadside. But do you know why God put the people by the roadside ahead of you? So when you get lost, you can ask, excuse me, I'm going to this place, where do I turn? Do I turn left or right? And they'll direct. It's simple wisdom. Now don't go, 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 go. Oh, you've passed by all these people and then you get to a dead end. And then your wife is sitting there in the car and said, I told you so. <laughs> you know? But women, please don't tell your husbands I told you so. Just be quiet and just look at them. And let their ego burst. Boom. Simple, just ask. Are you following me? Don't be, when somebody is in a business and they are doing well, the quickest way to become where they are is to ask. Ask them, how are you doing? If your marriage is not doing well and somebody's marriage is doing well, don't say, oh, I was married 10 years before they got married, so how can they teach me? No. You have to understand how the kingdom of God operates. Are you following what I'm saying? So, Genesis 27 from verse 26 the Bible says that, and his father Isaac said unto him, come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his raiment, and he blessed him and said, see, the smell of my son is the smell of the field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, God give thee the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth and plenty of corn and wine. Let people serve thee and nations bow down to thee. Be Lord over thy brethren and let thy mother's sons bow down to thee. Curse be everyone that curseth thee and blessed be everyone that blesseth thee. Verse 30, and it came to pass as soon as Isaac had made an end of blessing Jacob and Jacob was yet scarce gone from his presence of Isaac, his father, that Esau, his brother, came in from hunting. Too late. Too late. That means the blessing also has time limit. You have to be quick. You have to be fast. You have to be quick. You have to be fast. And I want you to understand how the blessing was transmitted. It was just words. I bless you. Isaac never took money and gave Jacob. But in this generation, we are looking for material things. Forgetting that words are more powerful than the material things. Are you following what I'm saying? So what you need when you come to the house of God, what you need is a God bless you. Is the do you know God even have to teach the children of Israel, the priests? He told Moses how to bless the children of Israel. He said, say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. 
The Lord give you peace on every side. That's the blessing. He taught them. Now, if the blessing is not so important, why will he take time to teach them how to bless the people? That's why I bless you in this church. That's why you are blessed. I said, that's why you are blessed. I said, that is why you are blessed. And from today, the blessing is coming upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. I said, the blessing is coming upon you in the mighty name of Jesus. From today, everything your hand touches will be blessed. Then I release a commanded blessing upon your head, upon your body, upon your family. Everything your hand touches will be blessed. From today, men will call you blessed because the blessing of the Lord is upon you. Where others are struggling, you will not struggle. I release the commanded blessing upon you. It's a season of walking in the blessing. Peace be unto you. Favor be unto you. Promotion is your portion. Increase is your portion. From today, you will be fruitful. Your mind will be fruitful. Everything your hand touches will be fruitful. The concepts and ideas God will give you will be fruitful. The days of struggling are over. I said the days of struggling are over. It's a new season. It's a season of the blessing. You will see the benefits of the blessing. You will do little and God will give you much. God will connect you with men and women. Those who concern to your destiny. God will connect you to destiny helpers. Destiny helpers. Destiny helpers. Men will open doors for you. Business doors. Avenues that you have never thought of. Any form of help that you need, the blessing will bring it to you. Any form that you need, the blessing will bring it to you. There will be no more generational curse in your family. I release the blessing of the Lord upon you. The same blessing that was upon Isaac, I release it upon you. The same blessing that was upon Jacob, I release it upon you. The same blessing that was upon Abraham, I release it upon you. The same blessing that was upon Joseph, I release it upon you. From today, you begin to see the benefits of the blessing. The benefits of the blessing. You will see the benefits of the blessing. You will see the effects of the blessing. In the name of Jesus, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he added no sorrow. May that be your portion from today. In the mighty name of Jesus. Did you receive it today? Hallelujah. We are working in the blessing. We are a blessed family. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.